0: Welcome back to Coffee and Cortisol, your PA podcast. I'm David. and am Viet. And this is your podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We decided that with Episode 9 of our podcast, we wanted to preview Star Wars Episode 9. Uh, I know this really does not have a lot to do with PA school, but I brought in one of my good buddies from the PA program to talk about Episode 9, his thoughts about Episode 9, the new trilogy, and kind of see where um, his thoughts are at and where we're feeling. Um, we will talk about his PA journey a little bit, and then um, we're going to talk about Star Wars. So, if you don't care about Star Wars, that's fine. We'll have more episodes coming out shortly. But if you do like uh, Star Wars and you're going to go see the movie, uh, we're hoping that you listen to this and then um, and go enjoy the movie. The movie is out December 20th. So, uh, before we get started with Star Wars, Viet, I want to talk to you. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you discovered PA profession, and then uh, how you got into school, what you did to get there, what were you doing before school? Kind of give me your story.
1: Right. Okay. So, uh, pretty interesting story. Uh, I graduated UCLA as a history major. I never did anything related to medicine and science. So, like, not one class? I took, like, chemistry, and it destroyed me. (laughs) Chemistry was ridiculously impossible. It was like trying to learn the force without having power. It was impossible. So then I, I pursued uh, marketing sales for a couple of years, and somewhere along the line, I figured that it wasn't for me, and there's something about medicine that kind of drove me to it. So um, it was pretty hard. So I went back to school, took all my prereqs, and I met some people along the line that said, you know what, maybe you might uh, look into medicine or try this PA thing out because I think you um, have a certain affinity for talking to people or like people, whatever it is. Um, so I took all these classes, and the second time around was a lot uh, more fun because I cared about it. School, and, school, you mean? Yeah, school. Okay. Right, like chemistry, biology, special biology, um, organic chemistry. It wasn't. It was still challenging, but it wasn't like impossible. It was very. It's just interesting. And then I became an EMT. Did that for two years, and I became an emergency room technician at UCSF, which basically. Change my world. Um, that in which way? What do you mean? You see so much in the emergency room uh, in terms of like going from classroom to being a basic EMT to becoming an emergency room technician. You get to do so much. You get to see so much. And you work with some of the best people out there in terms of attendings, nurse practitioners, PAs, nurses, and they're good people. So when you see all that and you see that you can actually do it and you're mentored it, it really, um, it, it, motive- it inspires me at least to, to at least not give up and to say to myself that, you know, I'm not just doing something that, you know, like I, I have it in me to do it. And that was really important. That was definitely important because, you know, it's super challenging to go through this whole process and not know whether you're going to make it or not. Like we all go through that, med school, whatever it is that you guys are pursuing. But then at some point you need to ask yourself, is this something that I can realistically pursue? And You know, that's not something that sometimes you can ask yourself, like, I don't know, maybe you can, but it helps when other people who have made it look at you and say, you know what, like, I talked to you, I work with you, I think that you have what it takes to do it, and I vouch for you. That was very important to me, and I found that at UCSF. Do you feel like you
0: had like, one moment that that made you feel like this is medicine, this is it? Did you have, like, a sky's parting moment, or... Was it just kind of a gradual thing over time where you realized more and more this is what you want to do? That, that's a great question. Um, I, I felt that when I
1: worked with people and I felt that – in my previous life, I did sales and marketing. And I always like talking to people. And that was cool. Um, but when I when you do medicine and you talk to people, like there's no front. People are just really down to earth. And when they're sick, there's no – like there are – who there really are at their core.
0: Yeah. There's no show for like, you know.
1: exactly. There's no, like I have this giant house or I drive this nice big car. Like everything was just like, you're just a real down to earth person. And something about that really, really, really draws me. Like, you don't, it's just people just being real. And that aspect of medicine was important initially.
0: Sure. Did Absolutely. I answer your question? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> Why PA over MD or NP or anything else that's out there that you saw working as emergency room tech? Um, That's that's a good question. Uh,
1: I'm a little older, so I graduated... uh, He's 65, by the way. (laughs) I'm 95. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lot older, and I felt that... I mean, I already had a first career, and I felt that if I was to do the MD path, which is still an, an, a, a great path, it's awesome, but I would just be, I'd be like, I don't know, 40 or something by the time I finish, and I don't know if I, like, that's, that's I don't know if I have it in me to push at, uh, at 40. I'll still do it, because, you know, like, doing the whole PA thing is not much different, but I just felt that with the trajectory of PA school, it allowed me to get out and practice so much faster, And it it, it worked out. Um, That's for the MD question. For the nurse practitioner, uh, a lot of people, you you guys probably understand that being a nurse practitioner, being a PA, there's a lot of overlap. There's a huge overlap. Um, But the modeling is different. The uh, PA path is more kind of like med school. And nurse practitioner, you have to go through like an RN school. You have to be a nurse already. And then you go through that track. So being that I wasn't a nurse, it didn't make as much sense to pursue NP. Um, with what I got with the prereqs, I can just jump in, you know, praise it, pray to Jesus and get into PA school and just be on my way.
0: Yeah. I think that that makes sense because if, if you know what you want to do and you know, you want to go into medicine, I think and you're willing to put in the time and the work. I think MD or DO makes the most sense. You know, if, you, if that's your plan from the get go, cause like you can take all your classes, you can be there on time. Like that makes sense. If you are a nurse and you, you're okay being a nurse, like that's like what you're fulfilled with. Cause it's, it's different levels of uh of training and skills it's a different job than an mp or like a, a provider i just want to talk about yeah so so with np you're um you already are a nurse and so if, if you are a nurse and you, you enjoy working with patients care and you like uh more uh executing the the care that patients need that's a good route to start on and then if you decide you want to do mp later that makes a lot of sense there aren't a lot of nurses to pas i think most of them go np
1: But there, but that is a thing though. That that is definitely a thing. So just if you're a nurse and you're thinking of being a PA, like that's, that's also, yeah, you're not excluded. There
0: was a guy I talked to uh, in the cohort above me who um, he, he did that route and it it was a question they asked her in interview. So be prepared with a good answer, you know, just be like, well, I just thought it was a good idea. Like, you know, have a thoughtful answer of why PA over NP. Um, And then I, I think PA makes the most sense for people who maybe change gears later in life or, um, Honestly, just don't want the the strenuous, long nature of med school. I mean, I think in some ways, PA school is potentially more difficult than MD school, medical school, because you are, um, we don't get a break. Like we go fall, spring, summer, fall, or whatever you do, um, and you don't get any break. You just are straight through. Where with uh, MD school, at least most of them, obviously there's differences, but like you go uh, fall, spring, break. Fall spring break. I mean, how much would a break have benefited you in terms of like recuperating your like mental like stamina? Break,
1: a break is good. Uh but what I heard, and I don't know if this is because I mean I i haven't done the whole MD yeah. school thing. So right, I you know right, right. well, let's see what they do there. But um what I was told is that we learn eighty percent of the material in twenty percent of the time. So that is the challenge. Now you can argue learning hundred percent of the stuff is harder. Yeah. But you know, for us, we, we learn about 80% of a certain module uh, of a certain subject, but you have to get in and out very fast. And that's the challenge of it. You have to get in, get out, grab what you can, pass the exam, pivot, move on, rinse, repeat, over and over and over and over again. Burnout is definitely a thing, but that's the challenge of it. And if you have that, then you know that's, that's a, a good skill to have for PA school.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, take a quick break here. Our episode 10, which is coming up next episode, uh, that is our Q&A episode. We still have time to send in emails. We're still getting some, but we'd love more more emails or questions that you have for us or things you want us to talk about. So please send those in. Our uh, email is coffeecortisol at gmail.com. So uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, coffee At coffeecortisol is our handle. So let's move to Star Wars here for a second. So uh, we're going to start talking about Star Wars Episode 9. So uh, Episode 9 comes out December 20th. Uh, It is the final movie episode of the trilogy for the trilogies. Um, It is finishing up the entire Skywalker saga. Um, Where we left off last is the Resistance is Destroyed. Uh, the first order, uh, is pretty much in charge of everything. Um, and there is like no hope. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, Kylo Ren, Snoke is dead. Kylo, sorry, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Kylo Oops. Ren is now, I guess the Supreme leader. I don't know what Hux is doing. Um, Luke Skywalker is supposedly dead. Palpatine is back. Uh, Leia is still alive but not in real life Uh, so we will see what happens with that Um, and so that's that's where we're at so yeah why don't you tell me what are you excited about with episode 9 what are you looking forward to
1: I'm curious there's so much pressure I mean on the company itself they have to bring this whole thing to an end so I'm curious how they're gonna bring the whole Star Wars to an end but at the same time I know that they're gonna leave the door open for other projects coming because this is their their uh their cash cow so i don't know
0: it'll be interesting because they just finished endgame marvel and disney they just finished um endgame which is like a 22 movie 23 movie whatever like you know saga and that's insane to think about and then star wars like you have three current movies that this is the third one in the movie but like this is spanning 40 years of history and like fans expectations are so high so like for them to like nail the landing is going to be I think, a tough challenge.
1: It's always sure. a tough challenge, but at the same time, Marvel's done it. Marvel always brings brings it, and people expect a lot, and they make a lot, and I think it's just a good movie in general, uh, whoever directs all the Marvel movies, but I feel like, I don't know, the last two movies, or the last movie, I feel like they dropped the ball just a little bit. There's so much potential with Star Wars, the universe, that I don't know what they're doing. Like I, I feel like they're trying to kill up all the characters, so they can
0: get rid of the old and usher in the new
1: but all the new characters don't really appeal
0: yeah i mean there's there's definitely some issues about it uh and and i think i think we'll get there but i I do want to hear like what are you what are you looking forward to like what do you want to see in this movie what do you think is going to be cool like let's start let's start positive here for a minute the
1: one thing that i've always found uh curious about star wars is that how they master the force the like well, what's her name? Ray. Yes. Ray essentially is the successor to the Force, and she brings back the Force. It's kind of unfair how she becomes so godlike all of a sudden. But something about mastering the skill, passing it on, and and bringing balance in terms of fighting the dark side like that that's always appealed to me. So like her fighting Kylo, or like how Kylo discovers more of so himself, intertwined with the Force appeals to me. Everything else so far is
0: yeah 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 i think uh as far as i'm concerned like i think i think the trailer where they have all of those star destroyers like coming out of mothballs uh looks what's a mothball what what that's where you store things in uh, Yeah, like i think it's a term i have honestly never seen mothballs in my life it's just like you know like you have like a you know you store things in like whatever they're stored like in the ground i don't really understand it and then you have like palpatine is back in some shape or form and so like seeing what's going on with him Like they're back on, it must be Endor. I don't remember. And like they show an ocean, but like the Death Star is there. I don't know that much of, like, I don't know the planets. No, well, that's the thing. Like, so, so episode six ended with like the Death Star blowing up on Endor, like above Endor, the Forest Moon. I don't, they call it that a bunch of times in the movie. I don't really know why. They're always like the Forest Moon Endor. Like, why not just call it Moon Endor? Anyways, but then like, so, so somehow they end up, they show like the wreckage of the Death Star in the trailer and they're on this it's like looks like a watery planet so i don't know if there's a big ocean on endor we didn't see or like what the deal is but anyways we're gonna get to see the like the remnants of the death star and see kind of what's going on with that yeah and i think that's gonna be like super cool we're gonna they're gonna have to do something with leia and i'll, I'll be interested to see what they do with that um you know i just hope they can kind of land it i'm hoping like hayden christensen's back the uh, actor who played anakin in the prequel trilogy i like him yeah, I thought he. I mean, I think that everything was bad about those movies, but like, um, and not maybe not everything, but like, there's a lot of issues. And he, I think, was given a tough, tough material to work with in some ways. How many questions? Though, what was his name? What's his name again? Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. I thought he he did a great job. I liked him. Because some of, the, I mean, some of those lines that he has to read are really tough, and he's he's a better actor in some other things like Jumper and other movies he's been in so so i I don't know if it's necessarily him but it would be really cool to see his force ghost, which we saw at the end of episode six in the edited versions it'd be really cool to see him kind of reprise that role and be um back in the fold like maybe talking to kylo like trying to talk him down from being a just you know new hitler um so i think that would be cool those are some of the things i'm looking forward to but um that's see, I differ. I disagree with you there. I disagree. Okay. I, <laughs> let's I throw it
1: out. Yeah, let's, let's do it. it. I disagree because I feel like they're always bringing back old characters and they're just recycling stuff. Like, yeah. why don't they develop a new character that has character that that we can hang on to, right? Rather than having to bring back old characters that they made that resonated with us.
0: Yeah, I, that's uh, that. I think is where like I ran into a lot of issues with with uh episode seven, the the new start to the new trilogy, because it felt like it was just a replication of the uh pre- of the original trilogy with episode four.
1: But they got Kylo Ren. They brought you Kylo Ren.
0: That's a pretty big but Yeah, one. but but like so let's just let's just talk about the parallels between seven and four for a minute. So Which one's four again? Four is A New Hope. Uh that's that's the one where the, the, the droids have the plan for the Death Star mm-hmm. and Yavin Four and they blow up the Death Star, the first one. Follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, in that one, you have Darth Vader to Kylo Ren. You have Rey to Luke. You have Tatooine to Jakku. Like, it, there's a lot of similarities there. And and uh, the original plot of of the original Star Wars was they have plans that are on a droid, and the droid needs to get it to an old Jedi master who needs to use those plans to save the galaxy, basically. And that's the plot of Episode Seven, where you have the droid BB-8 has the plans to get his it's the plans to go get Luke Skywalker and old Jedi to save the galaxy. Cause like, that's what they need. And, but was it though? Well, and that's, that's maybe where like some, some issues, other issues come in, but like it, it essentially became the same plot. And then at the end, there's a giant mega weapon that they need to destroy because it's, it's going to destroy the galaxy. And like, it just felt like very much a retread. And then you have Snoke who's a sit-in for the emperor. Like you have all these things that like, I see what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's a lot of the you're right. Like they they, they try to bring in new characters, but like almost based on the nostalgia of of the the old characters. Like it wasn't a new interesting character. It was just the same old characters with like a fresh coat of paint. I feel like it's it's almost to a large extent they're pandering
1: to different demographics of Star Wars. Like, oh we can't forget people who like this portion, so we gotta bring this back. Oh, don't forget about this population of Star Wars fans who like this don't like you You gotta include that so then you have all these fragments of like the old stuff that I don't think there's any building of the new and yeah, I guess you're right with that but I didn't think it was a bad movie like Seven I didn't think it was a bad movie
0: at all no I think the production quality on these movies have been has been like fantastic fantastic I mean, um, they're the best looking movies like they look re- I mean it looks really real like you could tell in some parts of the prequel tri- trilogy that some of the CGI like you can, it looks fake now especially like it, it holds up fairly well but it's it looks fake compared to the new stuff like yeah, new yeah, stuff, yeah. you can't tell like what what's CGN, and what's not like they do a really good job with that um i think that like you know it's it's just frustrating the story wise i think of, of where they're going because it felt like seven almost should have been like six and a half because it like reset the story but then like i don't i don't know i don't know how they end the trilogy how to or how they will like how what they do you... will <laughs> Because
1: everyone's wondering that, and now they're bringing back Palpatine. How's he even alive?
0: Right, right. Well, in the in like is the, that confirmed or is that not? Well, they don't know if it's like a force ghost or like what the deal is yet, because like that could potentially happen. I know in like legends, like the books and stuff, which I haven't read. I don't know if you've read. But like resurrected or something like that. Like he a like experience. made like clones of himself like uh, several times. Like it was kind of like this big joke cheap. all the time. Like he always comes back. You know, it's it's just kind of a trope, but. But so I, I'll, I'll be curious. I hope he's not a lame clone or some whatever. Like,
1: yeah, it's that cool
0: that he ties the trilogy together. But like, I just I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna end.
1: The, here's the thing that really like I really want like in the in in uh, episodes four to six, there's like you know excuse the, uh, profanity. There's like one crazy badass or two. We can say Darth badass. Darth Darth Vader and. Uh, Darth Sidious like when they walk into a room even with the music you know like something's gonna like if you mess with them you die like straight up sure. and with the Emperor everyone is just fearful like with the new one like I'm not afraid of Kylo he's like kind of pissy whatever and what about in episodes 1 through is it 1 through 3 yeah there was like Darth Maul you know when he came like you're like ooh Da-da-da.
0: Da-da-da. <laughs> what is that that's the Duel of the Fate song that they, you know, the song they play when like he like shows up and you know like he turns on like both sides of yeah, his yeah. lightsaber and it's like holy. When when he he brought that saber, the double sided blade, uh, dark saber. What was your reaction? Honestly, I don't remember because like I was so young. Of course, you remember. I was well, I was eight years old when the the movie came out. You know, That's probably so, the like, first time you cussed. Oh my god! Remember, probably I probably didn't know the word for it. I just said something that you know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy and it was like super fun to watch to see like. Um, these Jedi like doing. I don't know if they did flips. Yeah, they did a couple flips um, in that battle. And like, you never saw the original trilogy, but you saw like Jedi's like in their prime, like fighting, you know, this this like demon-looking guy. <laughs> that was super fun.
1: Yeah, and he was only, and he was just the apprentice. Correct. Think about this crazy guy that was just ripping holes where he's going, and he he is subservient to another person. He's like master just think about that for a second you're like dang like I wonder what this other master guy is capable of like I don't even know but my imagination is going crazy right here like there was a Snoke so for a second I was like man this guy must he's gonna do something real crazy I don't know what but he's gonna do some real crazy especially not get killed yeah
0: that was surprising I think I think it's tough because in some ways I really there's some certain things I don't like that they did with it but there's certain things I I like that they did like what? Because well so seven they left off like who's Ray's parents? And like that's the same thing, like who was Luke's parents? And then we had um, you know, like oh who's the Emperor? Who's Snoke? Um, there were uh The the
1: whole premise behind Luke's uh who's his who who his parents were, that was like a huge thing though. And they, it played so importantly into it, it was a movie. It was right, the movie. Right. So then I guess with Ray, you're like, dang, she must like be part mutant or so I don't know like what something yeah and it was nothing
0: which which I don't necessarily hate because uh, I wouldn't have wanted another like oh I'm your father moment like that just makes episode eight become episode five again and that just that just like I want to get away from like because seven was so much like four and I didn't want eight to be like five because that just like are we just gonna remake the trilogy like why you know why not just call Ray like like luca or something you know like like why but it was better
1: than nothing she was nothing so that all the time she's like i wonder who my parents were
0: nobody yeah but but like doesn't that mean something to, to you potentially like not saying your parents are nobody but like were your parents pas my parents were fishermen so well exactly so like your parents like the, but i'm not in star wars movie okay well fair. But. So if you're paying I'm you saying, better I'm, be something good i'm saying like you're not destined to be a fisherman so like you can be <laughs> you can be a PA and make, make your own destiny. I think that's, like, what he was trying to say Ryan Johnson, the director of Episode 8. That, like, you can be whatever you want because you are a, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the Force will come to whoever and... Someone sounds suspiciously like Ryan Johnson right now. I'm not going to say any names, David. But uh, you're me right now. <laughs> hey, I mean... Sometimes you got to switch careers, you know, midstream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to be the director of Star Wars Eight, and I decided to change. You're like years.
1: surprise, I'm Ryan Johnson.
0: <laughs> what up? <laughs> I don't know. When I watch it,
1: I was like, Ryan, oh my, what are you doing? No, no.
0: Yeah, it's it was tough. I, I there's certain parts I really liked, and other parts I didn't. I like that that they just, um, I mean, that that scene in the throne room when they cut. Um, Snoke in half, again, spoiler alert. And then they're Thanks. just, they're just, uh, they look at each other and they're like, oh shit, we need to fight. And like all those red dudes are like coming into like. Those um, guys are apparently like royal guards too. Yeah. I, I mean, like I was watching some random YouTube clip.
1: They're, they're supposed to be like super strong.
0: Yeah, they're like uh, like the royal guard. I don't know the correct term, but like Palpatine had those guys in episode six. You saw them like waiting and he's like, guards. And, and,
1: and, and, and as always, you're like, ooh. I wonder what those guys are. They protect the Emperor so they can do something better than just twirl around. I mean, I guess they are cool. I mean, they, they fought, but, like, they still got
0: destroyed. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, that was one of the coolest scenes. And then, and then, like, I remember this very vividly. Like, you saw them, like, look at each other and they're, like, at the end when all those red dudes are destroyed and they're, like, you're, like, oh, finally, you're, like, Kylo's going to come to the good side and, like, and then he's, like, why don't you join me and we'll rule the galaxy? And you're like, oh shit, they're not gonna be on the same team. And like, that I thought was one of the coolest mo- moments in the film because you thought they were gonna like work this out and like become a team in a good way and maybe Kylo would be redeemed. But then, there's like, no
1: way, there's no way they would do it because that's too cliche. Well, that's just way too cliche. And you're like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen. Well, I, think I that's, called
0: it. I think that's what Ryan Johnson thought the entire movie was avoiding cliches. Like, episode seven set up to make episode eight. With J.J. Abrams directing Seven, he set up Eight to be just a giant another cliche based on previous Star Wars, and Ryan Johnson did everything he could to avoid cliches. But in ah, but that's a
1: that's a that's a mistake there, Luke, because in trying to <laughs> <laughs> mistake you made um, in trying to avoid all of these cliches, he just had a fragmented movie. It didn't it didn't come out with some kind of message that left me feeling. I feel good about that. like, I didn't feel good about leaving the movie. Cause I didn't even know. I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't even know what to think. I don't know what, like I have no direction right now. And I didn't like that.
0: Yeah. And, and it, uh, well, and that's, that's the thing. The biggest problem is that, well, and where I come from thinking that like episode seven should have been episode like six and a half. And then this maybe should have been episode seven or whatever. They, they almost need two more movies to finish this thing out. Cause like, uh, uh, I, what's the, um, Oscar Isaac's character, that the pilot, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of that right now. It's not Poe, right? Yeah, yeah, Poe, Poe. That's po? his name. Um, yeah, because there's Finn, what's po, his name? Finn Poe, and Oscar. Ray, Oscar Isaac. But uh, with with Poe, like he just met Ray the first for the first time. When like if you think about Episode Four, like Luke Leia Han met each other within like the first hour of the movie. I don't remember exactly when it is, but like first hour mm-hmm. of the first movie. Like at the end of ep- Episode Eight. Finn and Ray and Poe are together for the first time as a group. Which is, like, Finn's met both of them, but it's only been... They, they just met. So, like, this trilogy of friends that are supposed to, like, save the galaxy together just met at the end of the last movie. And it just, it just doesn't seem like like they have enough time to, like, wrap this thing up without it just being, like, boop, oh, oh, we're done. And, like... Maybe
1: that's what they were trying to do all along. Maybe they're trying to... Because, honestly, like, like, episode nine. No one has... Any idea what's what's gonna happen. No yep. one has a clue what's gonna happen. We don't know how Palpatine's gonna come back. I I don't like I don't even know where like wasn't seven and eight supposed to set up somewhat so you can get some questions answered. Like I don't even know what to
0: Yeah. That's my problem. That's that's the thing and I I'll be curious. Like I I mean I would probably vomit though if they have another super weapon or super mm-hmm. like Destroyer thing that's going to destroy planets out there. Like I will, I, like I'm just so tired of it. Like how many times do we have to have a super weapon that they need to blow up? Like we get it. Like there's super weapons. Like episode four was when the Death Star blew up, right? That's the one. And then five, did anything else blow up? No. Six was Death Star two. There's a Death.
1: Okay, great.
0: And then, which is fine because they tried it again. That's what I never understood with like a lot of these things, like Wile e. Coyote. Like he only tries something once. And then if it fails, he's like, well, that wasn't a good idea. Maybe it would work again. You know, I know uh, trying the same thing again and again with expecting the same results is like definition of insanity. But sometimes try something twice. Maybe it didn't work the first time for certain reasons, you know. Or in this case, try every single movie. Well, that's and that's that's what's frustrating. And then episode seven, they, there's the this build planet that, that they make into this giant super destroyer, which like just doesn't make sense. And then they have to blow it up again. It's like, OK, we get it. Like, it's just it's just tiresome, you know. You, you have to ask. It was funny. I was watching the movie with an engineer, and I'm like,
1: you know, like, wouldn't you have safety plans in place if someone's, if someone wants to come and just mess up and ruin your day?
0: Like, well, they had a shield. Okay. They had a shield. Great. Yeah. But then they, they hyperspace into the shield, which is super dangerous, but you know their heroes are going to do it anyways.
1: I can't imagine a sales pitch where that would fly. If you're the emperor and you're talking to the head engineer, you're like, so, David, tell me the uh, safety plan. We have a shield. Great. And how has that saved us the last two times? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? How good must you be? Like, quality control,
0: much? Like, it's something. Well, at some point, too, you got to realize, like, hey, like the last three of these have been blown up. Are we sure we want to do a fourth one? Like, they keep blowing them up.
1: You know, let's, yes, let's do it again for the fourth
0: time. Let's just they, do it. Maybe it'll work this time. Maybe they won't blow it up. I mean, yeah, I just that that I think would be tiresome. And and that's it's not really necessary because it's more about personal conflict is what makes these movies interesting.
1: Right. Personal conflict, relationship, growth, discovery of a character who you resonate with. You know, it's not just always like cool, cool lasers or whatever it is. It's like finding out how a person goes from an average Joe to something great. Kind of like what we we're trying to do in our everyday lives, right? True. And that's why you resonate with it. Like, oh, if this this regular farmer boy can rise up and embrace the force and do something really amazing, maybe we can do it too. Maybe that's like a message. Instead of just being Ray and becoming God overnight, and beating Kylo. I don't know, man.
0: Right, right. And that's that's just a little because like Luke, who's supposed to be the super powerful Jedi. Uh, when he's on Dagobah and he's like he's like focusing so hard to raise rocks he can't raise his x-wing like whatever and then Ray comes through like with no practice at all and she can like mind trick people in seven and then at the end of eight she's able to like lift rocks and throw them out of the way and it's like you, you have you have no like like it used to be a skill you had to work at and then she just has it as a superpower
1: right and it and that cheapens the ability yeah, it cheapens sure. the road to get there like, imagine if we, it, it took someone, it took Michael Jordan 20 years to become how he is. And then someone went into a lab, injected themselves with a super basketball serum, and then they just became really crazy overnight. Like, wouldn't that just make all that hard work obsolete? It cheapens it.
0: Right, right. It, it does. And it's... it's um... It's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah, you're right. It just cheapens it. That's the best way to say it. But the,
1: but I'll give you one thing though. If the force chooses you, then maybe you might just come up randomly and become strong. But like I don't know. I feel like the force might have a way of getting you ramping up slowly too. Can't just be like I'm gonna make you god
0: overnight, you know? So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to see how things go. So I I want to talk to you. You um. I think when we talked about this before, you mentioned that you didn't like some of the hate that the Rose character uh, received. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't remember the actress's name. I'm sorry. I think it's Trin. I want to say Trin. I don't know, but she's Vietnamese, and that's who I am. Oh, it is makes she really... her ten thousand times more cool. Um, it is. She played by Kelly Marie Tran. Tran. There it is.
1: That said, I don't know why she was in the movie. Why was she in the movie?
0: Yeah, I I think... Um,
1: I love Vietnamese people. I'm Vietnamese. But guess yeah. what? Why was she in the
0: movie? I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, if you dislike her because she's Asian, like, at <laughs> US, no. you have issues you need to look into. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, and then for some reason, like, she goes rescues uh, Finn out in the middle of the, this desert where all these big walkers are coming towards him. And, like, they walk back to the base at the end of 8. And, like... Obviously, she's only innate. But walk back to the base and, like, none of those big walkers shoot her down. Like, that makes no sense. And then... Maybe just they didn't see her. Maybe she's inconsequential. There's like nothing else role. On this desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And then, like, and then she says some line about, like, this isn't about beating the empire. It's about the friendships we make along the way. And, like, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but, like come on. Like we can come up with better lines than that. And then the prequel trilogy is riddled with bad lines. But like, it, I, I mean, come on friendship. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's a little too childish. I you know what for. I was thinking? Okay. So I, I, I think about this a lot
1: where when we watched star Wars, it was like, we we're a lot younger and our standards are a lot like we we're kids. We, we had no standards. So then like, if we were to hear all this stuff back then, would we react like, wow, that was amazing. Or like we, we heard Jar Jar Binks or something. you're like, wow, this guy's funny. But if you're an adult, your sense of standards and lines is so much higher. Would you judge it on an adult's criteria? You know, so maybe that line that she said is super corny, out of place and ridiculous. But maybe if you're a little kid, you're like, right. that's true. Friendship's all that matters. <laughs> like, I don't like I don't know somewhere out there. Some kids saying that. I don't know. It ain't me. But I, I wonder, like, was that their target audience?
0: You know what I'm saying? I mean, George Lucas has always said, like, Star Wars are for kids. And and that's that's probably true. And, like, there's a lot of, like, childish aspects, like, in all parts of Star Wars. And, like, not to discredit that in any way, I think um, some things are just better, like, understood than said. And, like, Ooh. you know, if 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 she were to do something that would show that friendship is what really mattered instead of, like saying it it just comes out better and like don't get me wrong i love my friends in the program like you're my friend you're on my podcast you're not convinced me right and, now and show you know, me <laughs> show me i show you every day uh so so i think that's that's where like they could do better is more showing in that way um i think i think with regards to like your adult eyes of things too like when you think about any of these movies like they come out with the first three and then you have like 20 years to think about what. It would have been you know and then they come out and change your your expectations so it just it just takes time when people have a way of thinking to change their way of thinking you know does that make sense yeah but what specifically are you trying to change like i mean
1: spell it out for me I don't. Know. well i
0: i i mean like like star wars like they they you expect luke skywalker to at the end of six be this badass jedi who knows who's confident who knows what he's doing and like has a plan and then we meet him again in eight officially where he's actually a speaking lines and he is this scared Jedi who like is worried about, you know, his, like he's worried about ruining the galaxy with by bringing the Jedi back. And that wasn't like Yoda said, pass on what you've learned. And like everyone expected Luke to like bring back the Jedi and they would be this, this new force in the galaxy again. And he shied away from that. And like, that's not what happened. Like they just completely went away from that like expectation. Cause in the legends, like he, he rebuilt the Jedi completely. You know, yeah, but but I don't know. I, th- I, th- I think that was cool because the fact that
1: he's he still has his powers just because he's not a crazy badass and he, he continues everything, it's okay. He he's just humble and he's fearful of, of putting the powers into irresponsible hands, and that's that's understandable. Like,
0: that's totally reasonable, and logical for me to follow. But where I guess where I struggle is so he knew the first order is popping up at one point because he knew about Snoke, he must have. Um, because he knew Kylo was talking to Snoke, and he didn't do anything about it. He went shut up, shut himself off from the force. Went to this island and hid. And when you think about it, um, at the end of four, he like was going to fight the Death Star and blow it up because he had to. And he chastised Han, 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 Han Solo. Yeah, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. It's so weird now. But anyways, um, he chastised you know Han Solo for leaving and just say, oh, all you care about is the money, huh? You don't care about helping the galaxy. And like, so at one point he cared very much about helping the galaxy. And then he's like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to go hide on an island. It just, it just seems like a regression of the character of like where he would have went. And like, that's, what's frustrating. Cause I feel like if you put 40 years of space in there, like Luke should have like maybe have some setbacks, but he doesn't, he never struck me as a quitter in the trilogy, original trilogy.
1: Oh yeah. Well, why don't you tell your boy, Ryan Johnson, that since he made the movie, because everyone's asking that question, why is he That's breaking so much away from who he is? I don't know. I mean, you're a supporter, so you can ask, but you know what I mean. I'm just hating on that because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't makes it doesn't make any sense for him to truly give up who he really is at, in his heart. But though, I, I mean, I think they did kind of explain it, right? He was like, after Kylo left, he was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna turn my back on the force or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. Like, wasn't he just like disappointed or like just. I think he turned himself off from the force. I don't know how that works. But like, yeah, he, after like all his pupils were killed and Kylo left, he he uh, went to, I don't know the name of the, the, the Green Island, and he uh, just shut himself off from the force. So.
1: I, I mean, I guess that's a reason. I don't buy it. Right. But...
0: Well, and that, that was the most frustrating thing for me in the original trilogy, or in the, sorry, in the new trilogy here. That we never got to see, like, badass Luke with a green lightsaber, like, cutting fools up. Like, that would have been (laughs) awesome.
1: But the thing, here's the thing that I thought was so cool. So when episode seven came out, and then when Kylo, his entrance, he came out, and you're like, ooh, who is this guy? And then someone shot a laser at him, and he just, he wasn't even
0: looking. He just stuck his hand out, and he stopped
1: the laser. Yeah. Yeah. That I was like, oh my god. Like this that,
0: that makes sense because like he's been trained in the force and then but somehow raised his equal. Like that's what's frustrating. You yeah, know? Super frustrating. But 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 you have to think about that more. Who's he trained
1: by? He was trained by the best Jedi in the universe at the time.
0: The ah, only well the only.
1: Well the <laughs> only yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He was trained by the only Wrong. Jedi. But he's like a star student. He's been training for so long and he's Ultra strong, and then Rey comes out. She knows how to wait, uh, wield a staff. All right, which fine, that. yeah, that's which cool. fine. That makes sense. And then he gets beaten by her, which I guess fine. If the if the force chooses you at the time, then maybe you can you know come and, up with something crazy.
0: And sure. in seven, he had a blaster to his side, you know, like so that might have screwed him up a little bit. I might totally forgot about, forgot about that part. I just remember him whining. Yeah. Yeah, the one cool part in eight was I thought when when uh, Ray finds out that Luke like went to go confront Kylo and like pulled his lightsaber on him in like a moment of weakness, mm-hmm. and then Ray like is going after Luke with her light with, I think her lightsaber, something. She's like coming after him, and and Luke grabs an antenna, like he like grabs an antenna with the force, and then he's like fighting her with an antenna, and he has like one hand behind his back. Oh, it's kind of like Chinese master. It. And he's like he's like. He's like just fencing her with one hand and just, just, it it was so cool to see. And then he trips, but he catches himself before he falls on the stairs. Like, like that is some cool stuff. Like, I feel like he just has so, like he could be such a cool figure and we just never got to see any of that. Nothing in his prime. Like we just saw, you know, old Hermit Luke and that was just the lame mist. Right. It was, it's a little lame. Like these people, just with
1: anything, like they invested their whole life into being the best. In the universe, like he's he's one of the craziest Jedi, so you expect to see something incredible. Just like when Yoda, when Yoda came out and revealed his fighting stance, oh shit, like that. You have to. Everyone was like, "Oh my freaking lord, what is going on?" And you did not. You were not disappointed. You did not expect anything less because his fighting style came out and he was Grand Master, and what he did exemplified Grand Master status. It wasn't lame, and that was why you left. The, that's why I left the movie feeling. Oh my god, I love Yoda.
0: See? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. Like my
1: expectation met what I saw, and it fit exactly what a person of his stature, which is a grandmaster, would do. And I don't know, man.
0: Will you look? Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Yeah, of, of course. course. Okay. I mean, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, again, spoiler warning. But like, you think about Thanks. how they they ended a bunch of characters there, and they they. But they had to. They, so. Well, they, they had to, but they finished their arc correctly. I felt because they um, they right. looked at they looked at like Captain America and he always wanted to be with Peggy. So like they figured out a way to get him there. And then they ended. That was cool. I I I thought that was cool. I mean, they like Robert Downey Jr. Like he's been worried about this crap for like his entire time as Iron Man and he does it and he ends it. And like, that was, it fit the characters of what, who they were. And then like, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's such a left turn for Luke, I, I felt in a lot of ways, and that's—it's just frustrating. What
1: you're speaking, okay? So, what it is that you're looking for is it's well thought out. Yeah, the movie is in line with their character. So, whoever wrote the script was like, "Guess what? If this was his character, he would do this." You know, he wouldn't just be like Luke, like, oh, "I'm just going to run on an island, just forget everything," because that's not who they are. It's not—it's not in line with the whole movie and the premise of the characters. It's, I don't
0: know. Character development was lacking, so... I think that speaks to the fact that they they didn't have a plan for the trilogy. I don't know if you knew this or not, but they didn't, they didn't have a plan for the trilogy. They let J.J. Abrams direct it and do what he whatever he wants. And then they let Ryan Johnson direct it and do whatever he wants. And now J.J. Abrams can come in again and do whatever he wants. And they didn't have a plan for the entire trilogy, which, like, is baffling to me that... I everything, yeah. ...that how do you not have a plan? Like, George Lucas before always had a plan. And what's interesting is he... Um, he, I think they brought him on. He's do, he's doing working with the Mandalorian. Shout out to uh, Baby Yoda, who's super cute. I, I haven't watched Mandalorian, but uh, George Lucas is, is working on a Mandalorian. Well, he's he's been on on like set. I've seen pictures of him, and like he's like helping. I don't think he's like doing like a lot, gotcha, just, gotcha. he just he's a great idea guy. He just might not be the best at writing dialogue, which is fine, because <laughs> um, <laughs> you know I hate sand too. But you know, like uh, in this his original idea for Episode 7, 8, 9, which he gave to Disney, he's like, that you should have a young female main lead character searching the wreckage of the Death Star. And that's what we're essentially going to get in this last trilogy. So they they've finally brought on some of George's ideas mm. for this last trilogy. And, like, there was some of it. I mean, you saw Rey scavenging in the Star Destroyer at the beginning of Episode 7.
1: Oh, that was a Star Destroyer?
0: Yeah, that fell in, like, the Battle of Jakku. But... You know, you're 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 seeing that now in some ways, where they're bringing back some of his ideas because he has good ideas. It's just, and he knows a great way to tell an overarching story. Like he's done fantastic with that.
1: Um, There's there's some good ideas. Like like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if they they come on uh, the planet, the water planet, and they found an old hologram of Palpatine, and maybe that's what it is, and and that's when he passed on a trailer lie. You right. Know, yeah. But then that's when he like pass on some more knowledge and it makes sense, you know? I'd rather that than rather have the force instill invisible magical energy in you suddenly you become crazy. That just doesn't, doesn't make sense, you know, right, like right. for anyone it like in order for to be- become good at fighting, you need to practice it or get some kind of guidance. Just like how Luke went back and saw Yoda on the planet. Like he had to learn just like anyone else.
0: Wouldn't that be nice if that's how PA school worked? Like, we just got magically great at everything. We didn't have to work at it anything.
1: It's like, David, you must go on Daguba and find a little green man. What? Where am I? Don't ask questions, David. This is PA school.
0: What's your differential diagnosis? Oh, uh, four uh, years yeah. gangrene. Uh. <laughs> that's impossible. I can't give you that. <laughs> that is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> fail, you will. <laughs> i can't do this ascii i'll, I'll fail i can't face it <laughs> confront the ascii you must <laughs> uh okay so uh, let's wrap this up here uh we could probably keep going maybe we'll have you back we'll have you back for a, a reaction pod after the after we do watch the episode but i do want to ask you a couple things one what is your uh fav- what would you think your favorite force power would be if you had one what do you mean favorite force power? Like, like, if you could use one force power, like, right now, today, what would what would it be?
1: Okay, I,
0: I, I, I'm I a little confused
1: with that. So, then, there's, like, telekinesis, and yeah, then they can also, like, read minds or, you like, can, control
0: minds. You can move stuff. You can convince people to do stuff. You can force choke people. You can use lightning. You could uh, force project yourself. You could heal yourself. You could run really fast. There's all kinds of stuff like that. I you've seen in the movie.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I really don't know. Um... That's all right. We can, uh, we'll let you think about it. I mean, I mean, like, no, it's, it's, it's maybe a tough question. I think telekinesis would be the coolest thing. Like, I feel like you could use some, like so many things would work great with that. Like you could like, Hey, I'm sitting on the couch, like pass me that remote and like, it just bring it to yourself. What I don't know. I think that for me, I,
1: I was thinking about it. What appeals to me so much was when they can sense the force of others or, like, uh, like no, something about that was so powerful, like like Anakin. Like, when they found him, they're like, this kid is, he has power in him. Like, what is it that you're sensing, you know? Right. But it's some power inherent within you. And there's something strong about, even if you're a regular person, but you're born with this, this sense of the force. And I thought that, like, you know, the stronger you get, you can sense these things. Or when they're like, there's a disturbance in the force. But, like, when someone powerful dies, they're like, something happened in the force. I like, feel it. That to me was kind of cool. I don't know what you're feeling, but it must be some good feeling or something like that. That'll, that'll be something I want.
0: That's crazy. And that's, uh, that's, I think, really wise of you. Like, I just want to be able to get my remote without <laughs> having to get my ass off a couch. <laughs> you're like, I want to be able to feel what other people are feeling. <laughs> that's like gay
1: school. I mean, that's why we're all different. That makes it more special in a way.
0: And uh, what kind of lightsaber do you think you'd have? Like, what like color or maybe, like, do you have dual single blade? The, there's, you- like, there's like ideas behind it. There's, like, the red, which yeah. is the the Sith power. And then
1: there's, like, yeah. the green, which Are is you, the dead Jedi. And right. then there's purple.
0: Yeah.
1: Wait, what's his name?
0: Uh, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. I'm, I don't understand that, so. I mean, okay, let's just say, like, you don't have to worry about the color. But, like, what would you use
1: if you had a lightsaber? Which color? The better question is, what can beat a lightsaber? This thing's, like, godlike on a stick. It can deflect lasers. It can cut through like holes in the. Yeah. What was that movie? The um, it was like a. It wasn't a Star Wars movie, but it was Rogue One. Did you watch Rogue One? Yeah.
0: Did you see that part when that one part like, when George Darth Vader, Vader came out? Spoiler alert! If you haven't <laughs> seen a what four year old movie, three year old movie at this point, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, the end when like you just it's a dark hallway and then you just the light comes on and then you just hear, yeah. And I like, think that's just incredible. That that scene was sick. Yeah, that was dope.
1: So that movie didn't even... That wasn't even a Star Wars movie, but it was a good movie, right? No, that was a Star Wars movie. It wasn't like episode whatever it, wasn't it is. a
0: trilogy movie, sure. And that I thought that was better than seven. Or yeah, yeah. Better that's, than That's eight. like one of my favorite Star Wars movies. The space battles there were amazing. I mean, like, again, good-looking movies. You know, like, all of these have been fantastic-looking. Yeah, and... High production value. So, I don't know. To answer your question, green? I don't know. I think that's mine, too. Like, green there's like blue too right yeah, so yeah there's there's yellow there's really like any color in the I mean does it mean anything
1: if it's a different color yeah
0: there's like some mythology in that but I don't know how much of that is actually true like the the episode uh, three or is it episode one
1: was when Qui-Gon Jinn was, what was he talking about it was like you make your own saber with your crystals or something like that yeah like,
0: like you get crystals you find crystals I don't there's different like variations on that but you find crystals and then you make your own lightsaber like that's what a Jedi has to do like to be to become a Jedi. Like that's part of their training. So do so you go on green? I'm not gonna go red. I mean red like a Sith? It, I
1: mean sometimes. <laughs> I swear, man. It's like, oh what about like Lord Tyrannus? He 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 started out green and he's like, Screw it, I'm turning red. Like
0: Yeah. I think the lightsaber has become like corrupted when you turn to the dark side and then they become red over time.
1: There's this, there's all this idea, all these ideas behind the force too. Like the Jedi must be pure and peace, but the Sith, I kind of like the Sith. They're drawn to chaos and passion and uh, and real anger. human emotions, real emotions. Yeah. Like you know, they draw on that ability, and that's kind of like us. Like we we have moments of anger, and when we tap into that, which is a very human thing to do, they they become stronger. I feel like it's almost unrealistic to clear your mind and become a Jedi. You know, it's kind of boring. I don't know. Nah,
0: maybe I might choose red. You could almost say that there's something about a balance in the force that you might need. No, it makes sense. There's no such thing as,
1: as balance in this world.
0: Come on now. Well, but you can't like, I mean, bringing this back to, to being a PA, like you can't just be angry and then not be able to focus. Like you must be able to, once you're angry, clear your mind, but maybe that anger is what focus forces you to like study at night, you know, to like get better like use that use channel right channel that anger towards something positive but like don't let don't let your emotions rule you but don't be so cold you don't have emotions because i think a balance striking the middle would be thing you need to do that was like uh, i don't know i felt like you just pulled out your phone and just read off of some line no like, that's where'd, just, you, where'd you get that, that phone is, huh? that's just from the heart okay great from the heart i need this heart uh, <laughs> so uh let's wrap this up here So, yeah, thank you for coming on. It was fun to talk to you about this. We will have you back on. When Great. We're done when, uh, after we've seen Episode 9, uh, Star Wars, which is out December 20th. Uh, please go see it. Uh, we are not paid by Disney, but, hey, it's a good movie, and you're probably going to go anyways. So um, please uh, like and subscribe uh, to this podcast if you could. Um, send us feedback. Uh, again, our email is coffeecortisol at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, the links to those are in the description below. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Later.